0: we been putting in work for so long Putting a lot of work What's going on guys, welcome back to Putting in Work Episode 57 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective Thank you for joining me And we'll just start with a quick shout out to the iTunes Review of the Week Which goes to Dane Peavy, very good friend of the show If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, do it now, he says Jono's guests really open up to sharing their stories about hard work And getting to where they are today Including the lessons learned along the way Jono's style of interviewing is so smooth and enjoyable. Super interesting and really insightful. Love it. Thank you so much, Dane, and thank you for being a loyal listener to the show. This week's guest is none other than Andre Peck, my cousin, my older cousin, the founder of Superheroes Inc. Now, what is that? Is it a cosplay group? No, it's not. Superheroes Inc. since 2002 has been a kids' birthday party service. They also do corporate events and things like that, but it's primarily kids' birthday parties. They dress up as superheroes, pirates, ninjas, anything that the kids want basically and they keep them entertained for an hour or so while the parents get to sit back and and watch them have fun. So they're putting smiles on faces but it's also just a really cool story of someone starting out with very humble beginnings with a Spider-Man costume and building it to a business with more than 20 employees. They're doing 35 birthday parties a weekend. You know, Over this time, they've done more than 19,000 events, including with the rich and famous, which we'll get to. And as you can imagine, working with kids, working with parents, I hope you really enjoy this look into the war stories and inner workings of being a children's party entertainer. It is a lot more than just getting paid to run around as Batman or Spider-Man for an hour though. Like there's a whole party planning service that they provide because they are the experts. They've done so many of these things that they can tell you everything, every detail from when to sing happy birthday, to when to bring out the food just for example and you know i think the reason they've succeeded in this apart from andre's professional approach is just the constant effort to improve the service to provide the best service possible and stand out from the competitors so i hope you enjoy my chat with andre it's been a few years since we've caught up so it was great to sit down and have this conversation here he is andre peck enjoy the show andre thank you for joining me it's a pleasure to have another peck on the program it's a pleasure to be here johnny let's start with Explaining what Superheroes Inc. is for people that don't know or have skipped over my introduction. Oh. T- tell me what you guys do and tell me how many, like, just brag a little bit. Tell us how successful you are, Andre.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> so Superheroes Incorporated uh, started officially in 2004. Um, and uh, since then, we've done just under 20,000 events. Uh, we now have, uh, pirates and princesses and cowboys and ninjas and commandos and spies and, uh, disco characters and, and so on and so on and so on. All of these, all of these things, I think about 12 or 14 genres. Uh, we have, I think 183 characters last time I checked and, uh, and we do birthday parties and functions and fairs and fates and stage shows and so on. Um, our most common event is, is a standard birthday party and we do around 35 of them a weekend. Um, just going out to, you know, a five-year-old's birthday party and doing a show, making the kid, the birthday child feel really special and teaching them about being a superhero, about being a pirate and so on, um, through a mixture of age appropriate games, uh, and activities as well as like face painting and balloon animals and so on. Cool. So, um, we're very much character driven and... We like to make all of our events interactive. So, basically, I mean, you know me, Jono, and um, for the people out there in podcast land who don't, I'm someone who never really grew up, but am now being paid to be the idiot that most people are normally
0: embarrassed by. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: You may not know this, but the, the story of Superheroes Inc. actually starts with your parents. Did mm, you know this? I actually
0: remember that week or that weekend Really? whatever it was when they told me about it. But you know, I'd like to hear it come from you. So okay. let's hear how how Superheroes Inc. started.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um we've got a long sto- a long time, so I will be telling you the long story. Now um I moved to Sydney from Adelaide in two thousand and one and um was full of bravado and thought I was going to be taking on the world and so on. And um Unfortunately, no one told me that Sydney was incredibly expensive uh, and it was a really dumb idea to study while in Sydney. And I only (laughs) figured that out about a year after I moved there and decided I need to finish my studies. What were you studying at the time? Uh, I was studying marketing. Uh, I I was doing marketing at the time uh, while in Sydney and um, was immediately crippled by high rents and low pay. Actually, here's a side note, you actually get paid more for bar work, significantly more for bar work in Adelaide than you do in Sydney. So there's a note to the kids out there, stay, uh, stay in Adelaide if you wanna work and um, pull the beers. So, um, so there I was working 30 hours a week, studying 30 hours a week, struggling to make ends meet. And uh, I met uh, a guy who lived in my building named James, who was a very odd character. And he lived in the penthouse in our uh, apartment building in in King's Cross. And um, uh, I'd only been in in that apartment block for probably six weeks when I noticed that there was uh, an adult size Spider-Man costume on our communal clothesline. And it was there quite regularly. Now, (laughs) if you've ever lived in the cross or hung out in the cross, you know that... It's an odd place anyway. So once or twice is fine, but like every every week it starts to kind of raise a few questions. So eventually someone said, oh, you need to meet James. You know, it's his. And I met James and said, what's this about? And he said, I'm a children's entertainer. I dress up as Spider-Man. To which I said, you're kidding me. This is hilarious. Uh, and then he told me how much he earned and... <laughs> and the lifestyle it afforded him. Basically, he was an artist and um, uh, by working two days a week, uh, doing balloon animals for kids and dr- jumping around as Spider-Man, it meant that he could have five days off and, and live like a king. And um, he said to me, hey, I hear you're studying, you should give this a go. And I said, you're kidding, right? That's ridiculous. And then he told me that he earned $160 an hour what? <laughs> and I was, sorry, what? <laughs> I didn't quite hear that. Uh, and um, yeah, he uh, that was just when the new Spider-Man movie came out, I think in 2002. And uh, he said, yep, give it a go. You know, if nothing else, you'll at least have a story to tell your friends. So I tried it and I hated it, but I walked away with a whole pile of $20 notes in my hand. And I thought, actually, that's, that's worth the embarrassment of... Uh, <laughs> of doing it, you know, so, um, so I started doing it with him and, um, uh, and, and, and I was his kind of number two and, and didn't like it a lot, I must say, not for a long time. It wasn't my natural thing, but, um, I was studying business and marketing and I started to kind of put that kind of mindset onto it and, and look at the advertising and getting more events and so on and so on. And, um, uh, and so I was working for this guy, James, and after about a year, uh, he actually said to me, "Hey Andre, I'm not interested in this anymore. My creative urges are taking me other places. So um, if the phone rings, I'll, um, I'll I'll pass them on your number. But but you know, thanks but goodbye." And so there I was after about a year, just going, "Oh okay, well I was actually starting to get used to this." And uh, then my business uh, brain kicked into gear and said, "Well, let's let's keep this going." So. I started advertising myself, and there was a uh, there was a, a magazine at the time called Sydney's Child. I think there's a Melbourne's Child and a probably a um, Warrnambool's Child, or maybe not. But uh, but there's all these uh, parenting magazines, and I started advertising in there, and started getting events, and people started calling and asking for more characters, and you can can you do this, and can you do that? And uh, the first rule of sales is always say yes. Mm. You know, if someone says, "Can you can you get that for me?" Yes, I can, of course, and. Uh, And so I did. And we started adding characters and adding extra features and balloons and streamers and bubbles and stickers and whatever it was and piñatas and the parcels. And and before I knew it, I actually had a business, Uh, a very small business and a very organic business, but it was something. Uh, However, I was hiring a costume every week and that's where your parents come in. So they came to visit one time uh, and uh, and they said, come to dinner with us, you know we want to catch up. And I had actually just been at an event, I think, and I was telling them about where I you know the reason I was late. Uh, and um, and they started asking about what, what is this about and, and, and so on and, and I was telling them how I was um, just trying to find my way through all of this, but one of the hard things was that I was continually, uh, hiring this costume, and it was a long-term hire, so it wasn't terribly expensive, but it was still more than, more than just buying one myself. So um, I certainly wasn't trying to milk anything from your parents, <laughs> the lovely people that they are. But um, uh, towards the end of the night, I, I saw your mum Julie elbowing your husband or your your dad Ian in the in the ribs many times, and <laughs> eventually he pulled out his his wallet. <laughs> And actually gave me a whole pile of money and said, you know, put this towards your costume. And um, I actually did. Um, I, Julie, your mum, uh, for those listeners, uh, the lovely lady, said, this better not go towards beer yeah. or, or nights out. <laughs> um, yeah, she. <laughs> I'm sure she would have said that to you many times as well. No, she, uh, trusts, but... she trusts me, Andre. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> well, she knows me, so that's probably why yeah. she said it. Uh, and um, yeah, to to I actually did use it foot toward put it towards the costume and and bought my very first Spider-Man costume, which was actually way too small to the point where when I was wearing it, I actually couldn't stand up straight. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fine because when you're Spider-Man, you kind of bent yeah, over, you're kind crawling of around, crawling along the whole time. Anyway, well, the
0: costume is a lot more expensive back then because I mean now cosplay is such a big thing that it seems like every tom dick and harry has a spider-man costume when you go to some exhibition or event so what was it like back then because we're we're talking what 12 years ago now
1: um this was 2002 i first started and probably 2003 i got the costume so Hmm. a good quality one is actually the same now so a good quality costume made to measure is still sort of four five six hundred dollars and uh, you, yes, you're right, you can get a lot more in cosplay uh, sites. Alibaba does a, a great trade in these kind of things as well. They're, they're at a good standard. They're a better standard than just going to like a costume box or or one of those um, uh, places online which does a, co- a costume for 100 bucks. Hmm. But those ones aren't terribly good quality. They're certainly not made to be used multiple times. And the cosplay ones will look great for... Um, you know going to supernova or one of those yeah. to, to look like your your favorite person but they're not made to to be used repeatedly like ours are
0: and have kids jumping all over you basically
1: well exactly yeah 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 so we we now actually have a costume maker um who works just for us and um she fixes things and checks things and um you can just say to her hey um can you give me a, a whatever character you know, ready in, in three weeks' time. Actually, we're just about to get a, a Black Panther costume made. Nice. So, that'll be pretty cool. Um, nice. And, yeah, you'll be able to say, hey, can you make this? And, and she'll figure out a way to make it look really good. And she knows all our sizes and what we're about and so on. So, she puts extra padding in the right spaces and extra <laughs> hard-wearing materials and, and so on. So, it's it's a strange, strange uh, part of the business to be talking about various lycras and... <laughs> various Velcro's and, and, and so on, and making cool. sure that the right padding and straps are in the right spaces.
0: So, what was the uh, gradual process, I'm assuming, between going from just yourself to a whole business with how many people employed now?
1: Oh, um, we, we have about 20 people on the books, which sounds a lot, but we use a lot of students and on any given weekend, you know, three, four, five of them are unavailable because they're, they've got exams or, you know... Uh, uh, 21st or they're away or whatever. So, um, I think uh, the busiest time for us is at Christmas and we have, I think it's always the, the first or second weekend of December when we're slammed with all corporate events and so on. And we generally have like sort of 23, 24 hmm. people working at any one time. But yeah. the, the gradual process, actually, well, you know, funnily enough, it was gradual. Um, uh, when I was working for James... Um, there were a few of my friends who were like, ''Wow, this is interesting. Let's let's see what this is about.'' And they started working for James as well. So, when James finished, uh, there were probably three or four guys just kind of doing the odd party with him. And then when he finished up, uh, we were all there and we were all roughly skilled up. And, um, and they all said to me, ''Hey, Andre, if you take the bookings, we'll keep doing the events.'' So, I almost had three or four people working with me from the get-go but as I said before, uh, you always say yes. If someone calls and says, hey, I see that you do superheroes, can you also do a pirate or can you also do a princess or can you also do a fairy? And we would just say yes. So um, we, we quickly just grew in that way. It certainly wasn't by design. It was just the fact of, hey, we need someone this weekend or we need someone in two weeks or whatever it is or, or they've asked about this thing, can we do it? Uh, so we kind of grew from there. And I was very lucky in that um, a family friend of mine was also living up here, uh, and um, uh, she was an entertainer with a group called the Hooly Dooleys who were yep. I know them. You know the Hoolie yep. So they were kind of like the poor man's Wiggles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apologies to anyone who's from the Hooly Dooleys listening to this, but um, uh, and they they were Australia only, and um, uh, and yeah, so uh, this girl Trudy was working with them. And, uh, and some of her friends came on and they started being the female entertainers and so on. So, um, yeah, it just kind of grew from that, from that, sp- uh, from there. And, um, and then it got to the point where I finished uni in 2005, I think. And we were doing around 600 events a year. M- my now wife and I, we sat down and we talked about what I was going to do now that I was finished uni. And I actually just said to her, like this this got me through this got me through uni and it's paid my bills and so on and uh, and all of that, uh, and I was only doing it between lectures and and only kind of paying attention to it when time allowed. Hmm. And I said, you know like I'm, I want to be a business person and, and I want to be in the world of business and marketing and so on. I want to give myself a year to see how this will actually work." If I treat it like a business and, uh, and instead of dedicating 10, 12 hours a week, actually dedicating 40 hours a week. So, so for all of 2006, I was, you know, I was, I was, at my phone at nine o'clock and I was, you know, calling people and so on and so on. And this is, yeah, this is 2006. So this is pre-Facebook. This is, um, I mean people were only just starting to get websites and so on. There was no iPhone or anything like that. And uh, uh, we got a website and it was pretty, it was, I think it was actually pretty good for, for then. But, um, <laughs> you know, nowadays you'd laugh at it, you know, so on and so on. Uh, Learn about the magic of email and people would say, oh, great. You know, I, I love what you're telling me about. Can you please send me an email so I can show my husband or my wife or whatever. And I had to, figure these things out and figure out tax and, and getting a proper phone number and, and proper yeah. advertising and so on. All this but grown-up stuff. Yeah, grown-up stuff, yeah. But it actually worked. And, um, but yeah, but by the end of 2006, we had done, I think, 1,200 or 1,300 events. And so, we doubled. We doubled in size and we were still not charging very much then. Um, and there still really wasn't much of a, a market and I didn't really know what the hell I was doing and so on. But we had doubled in terms of numbers. And I kind of just said to myself, hey, this, this can actually work. There there could actually be something in this. So that was 2006. Fast forward 12 years and we're still going. The most events we've done in one year is I think 2076, wow. I think, which was the year uh, Frozen came out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Frozen crazy. I think we did 350 frozen parties in one actually not even one year um but um yeah you know somehow it's been working and and now now it pays the bills somehow
0: that's awesome and definitely a a sign of a lot of hard work that you've put in and an idea that was innovative because i'm sure there weren't really anyone else doing it in the same way you guys were at the time right
1: uh, well, yeah, there, there was, uh, when we first started, I was, I mentioned about Sydney's Child, the magazine, um, mm-hmm. when we first started, there was, uh, maybe five or six companies who advertised and then you fast forward about four or five years later and there was probably 105 or 106 companies advertising and there were, it every, was everything pirate company, magic company, princess company, you know, you name it, um, the world of children's entertainment had arrived. There's a lot of companies that come and go, and it's a it's a it's a strange but understandable feature that there's a lot of early twenty somethings who've got a who've got energy and they've got imagination and they say, oh, we're going to do this thing, and we're going to dress up like characters or do sports games or be pirates or whatever it is, um, and they very quickly realise that it's actually quite hard. And um, you know, we haven't even talked about the whole concept of. Of, of just the, the mechanics behind the scenes because it's one thing to be able to have a product and keep it interesting and keep it working and so on. But ultimately what we're doing is we're dealing with kids yeah, and making sure that they have a great day. And so it's one thing if your plumber doesn't turn up because you might get annoyed and say, oh, gee, I, I stayed home this morning so I could meet the plumber. But it hasn't ruined your life. Whereas if you don't turn up for a five-year-old's birthday party... Game over. Then you, then you have. You have ruined their life. So, there's an awful lot of weight uh, behind that. And so, it's something that we take really seriously. I can yeah. say, you know, I actually remember every party that we haven't showed up to. And there's only about 10. Yeah. And there's been some really big reasons as to why we haven't showed up. But, um, you know, I, I remember every single one of those because there's that weight of expectation behind it. So... So, yeah, it's always balancing out with how can we make ourselves better and sell more of this and so on and so on. But at the end of the day, you've got to realize that you're, you know, you've got the the emotions of a, of a five or six-year-old who wants to meet their favorite superhero or princess or yeah. cowboy or whatever it is and give that person a high five and
0: yeah, feel sure. special. It, it sounds like your approach to and your professionalism is maybe what sets you apart with that. And I, I can only imagine what... You know some of the stories you have about disgruntled parents would be like
1: <laughs> yeah uh, I've got a friend who works in the the wedding industry and she talks about bridezilla's and I, th- I like we actually have a lot of conversations about the emotional attachment that comes with these kind of events and obviously you can understand it with a wedding um, and um, you know you can also understand it with a birthday party and you know the amount of times that people get so incredibly upset you know, this is even before the event. They want everything to be perfect, and so on and so on. And then, when something goes wrong at the event, or or when actually when it, when everything goes right at the event, but they're still upset because they thought their child would get a blue balloon, but only got a red balloon. Or the we had one of one incident where a child had to go to the toilet and missed, their, missed the missed <laughs> the singing of the song. Of happy birthday and everyone thought that he was mm. there somewhere but you know he wasn't and so we had to do it all again and she was very upset, the mum was very upset and oh, <laughs> I mean you-, you won't believe some of the stories they are you, you actually couldn't make them up. That's hilarious. Uh,
0: You'll have to um, sit down with a TV writer Well and- it's and funny you
1: say that because I- sitcom I've done exactly that actually and, um, and we've been making a list of all these funny anecdotes and, and the whole joke of it is that if you had seen them on TV, you wouldn't believe them. But they're all one hundred percent true. And we've 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 oh, been man. categorizing them into crazy kids, crazy mums, you know, funny situations, you know, so on and so on. Um, you know, things going wrong and you know, beautiful things and you know, where where the the child comes up and gives you a hug and says, "Oh, you you've made my life," and so on and so on. And yeah, we've got a, a good hundred and fifty stories. Uh, and oh man, but they are they are stranger than fiction. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: The spectrum you know? of, of reactions from kids would be amazing as well because you have ones that just can't believe that Spider-Man's at their party yeah. and then you've got the ones that are like, you're not Spider-Man, you like shoot, shoot a web or whatever. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, you've got to have answers to all of those things and, um, you know, actually talking about a child going to the toilet before, it would, you know, I remember one child being so excited when I was Spider-Man and jumped over the fence he actually wet himself um, and, <laughs> you know, and yeah, you talked before about... Um, you know, people saying you're not Batman, you're not real, so on and so on, and and you do actually have to find ways to answer that question in a way that's yeah. coherent for a five or six year old, uh, and um, and they can understand it, and um, and you'd be surprised, like when when the mum is saying, hey, Batman's coming, and when um, when you turn up and say you're Batman, and all the other parents are saying you're Batman, and so on, um, in the mind of a five and six year old, well, you are, and and uh, the, the weight of the weight the, the weight of of i guess knowledge behind it of mum is saying it's batman and so on and so on and so on it it, it totally carries them over the line um yep. and and obviously you know our awesome performance and so on uh, <laughs> helps as well but by the end of the That's event it. they're like wow i met batman and you know i gave batman a high five and and, you know, he, t- he told me his Batmobile is out there, but it's invisible and, you know, and I believe him and that's why I can't see it. And fair enough, he drove yeah. off in an old, like, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but that's because he made yeah. that happen, you know, because that's the Batmobile is, you know, is, is being hidden
0: or whatever it is. Under- but- Undercover, yeah. Undercover,
1: exactly. So, you're doing it in a way that explains things in in the in the way that a five-year-old can understand. So, where they say, where's Robin? You say, well, Robin's actually... He's watching the Batcave at the moment, just because one of us needs to be there. And they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense," as opposed yeah. <laughs> to "Hang on, I think you're lying." <laughs> you know. So.
0: Yeah, and then as they get older, um, from what I gather, like they start to move in towards more like the war games and different things that you've mm. got on offer as well. Yeah, yeah. So... Yep. so you got uh, something for everyone.
1: Yeah, so we, we kind of cater to from three to probably 14. Um, as you get older, uh, children get into more sports games, more... We do spies and commandos. We do problem-solving activities, um, sports, as I mentioned before. Uh, and, um, and we try and cater to them in different ways. So if you're dealing with a three-year-old, even if it's the same character... Um, you would, you'd you you'd say to a child, you know, hey, I'm a pirate, I'm your friend, let's play games. You know, it's as simple as that. Whereas when you get to an eight or a nine-year-old, you've got to weave a story and, and they might say, hang on, I live in the middle of town and there's no waterways near here <laughs> and you're telling me you came in on a boat. How does this work? You know, so you need to uh, have a story ready to explain all of those things. And by the time you get to sort of uh, 10, 11, 12, you almost don't even worry about the story because... Yep. Uh, they know. I mean then they're, they're not gonna have a pirate or a princess at that age anyway, but but you you they know probably... Santa's
0: not real. Yeah. Well, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry. I'll I'll edit that out.
1: <laughs> I am gobsmacked.
0: Um though
1: that would make sense why I have eight Santa costumes in our uh, in our <laughs> arsenal. So yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah. Um actually that's one that's one of the only accents I can do.
0: <laughs> Is Santa. Ho 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 Maybe that's a sign that you're getting old, Andre. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. it must be pretty cool that you can go to like Black Panther movie or Justice League movie, and that's like work research for you. Yeah, right.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's a tax deduction, <laughs> absolutely. And um, you know, so um, I, I still really enjoy all those movies, and I watch them, and I um, and I'm thinking, okay, well, how can we make this? How can we make this story translate? Um, unfortunately, a lot of those movies, a lot of the Marvel movies, are probably a little bit too uh, adult for our clientele, being sort of yeah. four, five, and six-year-olds.
0: And they've got the toys, and they've got the the merchandising, and comics, and it, the cartoon they've, they've, series, all as well. of that. Yeah
1: they've got all of that so they are very much able to to build that experience in their minds so you know we would do parties where none of the kids have seen the movie um but they know that spider-man shoots webs and jumps really high and is really strong and and does these things so when we come in we jump over the fence we talk about how we've just been fighting the Green Goblin and we've, we've, we've come along because we've heard that this kid is so strong and so amazing and, and how we, we need him to join us to fight, you know, whoever it is, one of the bad guys. You know, can you join me, Billy? Do you think you can come and help me? And sorry, I won't do the accent now, but, you know, can, do you think you can join me and be a superhero just like me? You know, are you strong? Can you jump high? Can you run fast? And the kids are like, yeah, great. I love this. And, and they really come on board and you get some kids going, oh, well, if you're Spider-Man, you shoot webs. And you say, well, hang on, let's be serious here, all right? So you only shoot your webs if there's danger. So, <laughs> I'm not just going to go and shoot webs in someone's birthday party. Are you serious? Don't waste it. You know, yeah. because I'd waste it and there'd be webs all over the place. And then what if the Green, go- green Goblin came? Then we'd all be in trouble. So, but yeah. what I do have for you today though is I've got training webs. I've got some streamers. So, we're going to learn how to use those, you know, and we're going to tie up the parents who are the baddies <laughs> because they have stolen the birthday cake. So, you, you explain it in a way that's appropriate for five-year-olds and then they're like, oh, yeah, good point, Spider-Man. You know, it's a good point. You, you keep that web just in case, you know, so. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, silly story, but one time I was uh, at a party and, and, you know, one of the kids comes up and goes, oh, well, you know, you're not real. If you're Spider-Man... You know, you 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 know, jump over that wall, jump over that wall, and I'm like, well, I can't do that because you know, if I did that, then you know, your little brother would try and do it, and he'd hurt himself. So yeah, you know, think about that. Thinking, you know, there I am thinking, I've I've kind of got him, and and the and the mum comes up to me and goes, no, that's fine. He won't jump over the wall. I'll tell him not to. You can do it. Go do <laughs> it. <And> I was, <laughs> I'm wearing the mask, so I couldn't... Like, she obviously couldn't see my face. You couldn't give her daggers, but I, yeah. But I was. Uh, and I'm like, no, I can't do it because of that, you know, the thing. <laughs> and eventually she got it. And she's like, oh, yeah, that was a bit dumb, me suggesting you jump <laughs> over a four-meter wall. But, you know, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like, people are like, hey... hey
0: maybe she wanted to see yeah, it too. Well,
1: actually, um, you know, speaking of dumb things, I once... Uh, I don't know. Do you know the character Sporticus?
0: Uh, what's that from? Okay,
1: Sporticus is from a show called Lazy Town. And uh, it, look it up. It's actually a really strange okay. show. It's a very strange story behind it. This Icelandic gymnast who started a TV show. And it's basically him just doing gymnastics around around okay. the place. Anyway, I was once doing a, a party as him. And if you've ever seen the show, he does backflips like you and I you know, eat corn chips, all right, like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, I thought because I was wearing the costume that I could do a backflip. And <laughs> okay. I actually genuinely said to myself, I reckon I can give this a go. And we always like to make a big entrance. And as I said before, like jumping over the fence or whatever it is. Uh, and I'd, I'd explain to the mum, you know, you call out three times and on the third time, you know, I'll come in when all the kids are excited. And they're yelling, Sportacus, Sportacus. And and I'm thinking, all right, this is it. And I could see uh, where I was. I could see through to the backyard. And I could see where I was going to make my entrance. And it was a slightly raised patio. And I thought, you know what? If I kind of come in, I jump off that thing and, you know, I'll be able to do this. And I mean, you know where this is going. You've met me, so you know I'm not that way inclined. But I've run in and I've, I've kind of gone, hello, everybody, and, and and jumped off this thing and got about halfway through and just bang, slammed down on my back, completely winded myself. 15 parents and 15 kids all looking at me, kind of like, what's this guy done? And, I'm lucky I didn't kill myself. Connie just got up and yeah. went, Hi, everyone. I'm Sportacus. Who, who wants to play a game? And I'm like, are you okay? They're
0: like, I don't know
1: that voice. Yeah. I'm fine, thank you. Sportacus needs a glass of water. And, you know, it's Normally bad. I'd get right into the action and let's run and let's jump and let's do this and let's do that. But Sportacus, Sportacus played a very slow game,
0: mm, you know, for the
1: next ten minutes. Played yeah. sit-down games where we were all playing I don't know duck, duck goose or something. But yes, that's good. Uh, sometimes sometimes the costume gets in the way.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's kind of cool as well that like the year after you started doing this, Batman Begins came out and then. Iron Man came out and it's kind of this explosion of, of movies that, oh, yes. that bring all these things into relevance. So some, some great timing with that. And it's, I mean, if I'm a parent booking a party, I'd rather have Batman running around my backyard than some clown. And I know that clowns aren't really a thing anymore because everyone's so scared of them, but, uh, that's probably <laughs> played into to some of your success as well, I, I would think.
1: Yeah. Well, um, definitely, um, uh, you, you're absolutely right on the movies. Um, since, um, well, the first year I was doing this, uh, the, the original Spider-Man movie came out, and pretty much since then, there's been a continual stream of, of movies, some good, some bad, mm-hmm. but there's always been something. Uh, and you know, now Marvel and DC have figured it out that, that it's an easy moneymaker from them, and, um, and obviously Star Wars has come in as well. And then you've got your your Justice Leagues and so on. And then you'll find that there's the occasional uh, just kind of thing that comes out of left field, like Minions, uh, the new uh, Incredibles movie is about to come out. Then you've got loads of just TV shows uh, that is a constant stream of of interesting characters. Mm. Uh, For those who don't know, PJ Masks is the big thing at the moment, which is a a trio of kids who put on their pajamas uh, and they turn into superheroes. Um, and, you know, so on and so on. So there's, there's always new things coming out and, uh, and there's always things to be on top of and there's things that just keep the kids entertained and it just keeps us busy as well. So, you know, that's, that's really interesting and, and like you said before actually about um, clowns, um, we do offer clowns. I don't really like clowns <laughs> but you kind of have to offer them for big corporate events where they want a fairy, a clown, a superhero, a sure. pirate, and so on, but um, I do feel sorry for one of our uh, one of the companies that has been around for a long time. They are a clown company, and they're nowhere near as popular as they used to be um, because everyone's scared of them. Um, and um, I can kind of understand and agree with that actually, because I'm a little bit scared of clowns too. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, quick question: What's your favourite character to dress up as and act as?
1: Um, nowadays, uh, I actually, it, I sound really dumb, but I, I, I like any character that doesn't have a mask.
0: Um, <laughs> especially in summer. Now,
1: yeah. um, yeah, especially in summer. Um, uh, so Jedi's are awesome. Superman is fun. Commandos are fun. Spies are fun. Um, uh, I, and any character where I don't have to yell too much just because my, as I said before, my, my voice... Uh, I don't have the strength in in it anymore to keep going for very long so uh, actually when I do commando events and things like that now I use a megaphone which actually works quite well because it's totally in keeping with the character as well but um, yeah like uh, Jedi's are awesome because there's just so much content that you can that you can use in in the parties and uh, the parents know the characters really well also. Yeah. So you can have a lot of fun with them. Like we do Jedi mind tricks on the parents. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can kind of make jokes, you know, where Obi-Wan Kenobi says, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for. You can take a plate of cookies and say, you know, these are not the cookies you're looking for. And, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, and they really get into it as well. And they appreciate that, um, that you are reliving the character, that something that you grew mm. up with.
0: Yeah, and quite often, it sounds a lot of fun, quite, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and they, they enjoy that as well. So, you know, even doing like lightsaber fights with the kids, something like that, I really enjoy um, because it's something that I enjoy. But nowadays, if I'm doing a character I don't know very well, um, I, I don't enjoy it as much just because I don't have that content to pull from. Actually, one thing I really enjoy, which sounds silly, is Ninja Turtles, yeah, because they're just so silly. And I, that I was had really massive bad when American you were a kid accent.
0: as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I, I just did this really bad American accent <laughs> and I'm walking around talking about eating pizza and we've got these ridiculous gloves, which are like three-fingered gloves. So whenever you count, you might say, all right, kids, we're going to do hide and seek. I'm going to count to six. And you hold up your, your three-fingered gloves and, and the parents kind of get, you know, see the joke and you go up to a kid and say, hey, give me three. And, you know... Um, and they're yeah. like, what's happened to your hands? You're like, Hey dude, I'm a turtle, you know? So. Yeah. Something <laughs> oh, like man. that is
0: very, very silly, but very sweaty actually. Oh, absolutely. I can only imagine the sweat box that's happening. Well, you have
1: to come and <laughs> you have to come up to Sydney and have a go, oh, John. Man.
0: I don't know if I've got the energy for that.
1: Oh, well, you never know. Oh. Um, well, uh, uh, well, actually back in the day I used to have, uh, a can of Red Bull per party. Mm-hmm which probably explained why why I would burn out on a Monday. You'd have like six or seven of them on a weekend. Sure.
0: So, to go back to kind of the business side of things, what would you say has been the hardest part of building the business to the point that it's at now?
1: The hardest part is when you're treating things like a business, you have to be very cold and calculating with things. Mm -hmm. And recently, in the last four or five years, I have tried to... Look at it purely from a business sense uh, and actually try and justify the things we're doing because it's all well and good to, to kind of do things from the heart, but ultimately, you've only got so much time in the day. And if things, if you're just spinning the wheels because it's because you like it or because you think it's necessary, but if it's not, then you've got to be fairly cold and brutal with things. So, um, uh, so yeah, looking at it from that point of view has, has really changed things uh, and not always for the worse uh, and not always for the better either. Um, you know, some things we've had to change and when you look at the numbers, you go, oh, actually, this particular character or this particular whatever it is just doesn't work. Uh, and, but having said that, it, it also gives you a lot of freedom because you, you, realize, you realize that you are getting paid to, to do something that you love. And when you look at the numbers behind it, then you go, all right, well, actually, this is really self-affirming as well. Uh, and it gives you more motivation to go out there and to be really good at what you do because not only are we spreading joy and, and we talk about how many smiles we've created, which is, I guess, just an easy way of saying how many children we've entertained. And we're, we're up to about 750,000 now.
0: That's
1: uh, so if you can equate that and say, okay, well, you know, we've done really well in terms of uh, making smiles um, and also it's paying the bills and putting food on the table and so on, then you've got, you, you know, you're looking at the statistics of both of those and, and figuring out what it means for you as a company and so on. So that's that's been something that's been really eye-opening the last few years, um, just to kind of link those two together and say, it, it's making a profit, it's putting food on the table and and also making smiles.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a good combination, for sure. So, one of the things that you've been saying is always say yes. What, what would be your advice to people who want to start a business? Is, is that applicable to everyone, do you think? Or do you have to kind of find what works?
1: I, I guess the advice I would give to people now is you've got to know where to say no because um, we, we tried a lot of things. Uh, for instance, we went into doing movie making birthday parties. Uh, which are really interesting. Uh, we use green screen and so on, and but it, it exhausted us financially and exhausted us just in terms of time and so on. And imagine, it's yeah. something that I really would, would love to do. Um, and we still kind of do it on the side, but only when all the stars align. But um, yeah, you've got to know what you're really good at and you've got to un- understand your worth. And you've also got to understand... Um, what do they call, it? your USP, your unique selling point um, and what makes you different. You know, for us, our USP might be slightly slightly different to another company that still works in the same industry, but you've got to understand what makes you not always better, but what makes you different. And once you know what that thing is, then really work on that. It can take you a lot of time to figure that out. There's a, there's a whole pile of companies out there that seem really similar, that have you know, completely different USPs and mm. so yeah, my advice would be to to really knuckle down on what you are about and knuckle down what you will do but sometimes it's just as important to understand what you won't do and I don't mean in terms of ethics or anything like that but just in terms of your products because otherwise you can really spread yourself out too far and you only have uh, so many hours in the day and so much marketing dollars or dollars to invest in research and and so on, but to figure those things out as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And one thing that I do really admire about what you've done is that it has just continued to build and you've continued to find ways to get a wider audience. And, you know, I was looking at the website before and you've got like FAQ for... When do we bring the cake out? When do we bring the food out? And just, it's almost like just a party planning service as well as entertainment. So, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like, funnily enough, you say that that's one of our key features is to say that we have, have done enough events to pretty much have covered off every single uh, question mm. that you've got. You're we've, the expert. We've thought about it. And mm. well, yeah, that's, 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 well, that's our theory. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and people seem
0: to agree with that cool so my last question for you dre that i ask everyone what would you do if you knew that you couldn't fail
1: well that's interesting um uh, well there's two answers one i would double down and go hard um and probably do more stuff um, or two, I would completely take it easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're complete opposites. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, it, it depends on where you're at on, on, on that on that day, you know. So, it is, for those listeners out there, it's Friday night. The, the rest of the world is calming down. Whereas for us, Friday is one of our busiest days because we're getting everything sorted for the weekend. So, if I sure. knew I couldn't fail, I would, I would double down and go even harder and, um, you know, try and get my business to a point where Friday nights for me were the same as Friday nights for other people, where I could go, oh well, now I can relax. Sure, you get um,
0: someone else to do the hard work for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but you know, ultimately, when you are self-employed, the buck stops with you, and mm. you never actually get to relax entirely, which is which is really sad. So, uh, but at the same time, it's also incredibly motivating, you know. So it depends on the day and so on. But for me, like Christmas and New Year's is amazing because no one has events then, um, at least in the children's entertainment industry. And uh, so that's when I can completely switch off. So I love that.
0: All right. Now, before we wrap up, hit me with the three most impressive celebrities that you've done parties for.
1: Um, uh, oh, we did one for Russell Crowe years mm-hmm. ago and we had, I think, four Jedis for them. I, I actually didn't do the event. But the guys uh, came out of it going, "Wow, we just did like a, a Jedi sword fight with Russell Crowe and his kids, and they were like really stoked." <laughs> um, who else? Uh, actually, just recently, here's a story for you. Just recently, I was doing a um, an event, and they wanted a Scottish warrior theme, and uh, they kind of wanted this this like sport a kind of thing. Well, it's funny you say that because. Um, uh, they, they they wanted this sports obstacle course kind of set up and it's like okay well we already do sports characters and so on so you know we'll, we'll wear a kilt and they actually supplied kilts for us so we're doing a party and I don't know the lady uh, Jane whatever had booked the event and um I look back now and i go hang on okay that's your surname and that's your husband's yeah, That's my husband's first name okay that makes sense I, I, I can piece it all together now but at the time you, you treat every booking on its merits and you kind of you know all of that and so i get to the event and we're doing this scottish event and there's a whole pile of scottish people and then then i'm looking over and i'm like hang on i recognize that guy and it's jimmy barnes and um and you know he's a famous half scottish guy from Adelaide. And, yeah. And all of that. And um, so we're doing this Scottish thing. And and when I saw it was him, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because A, you know, it's Jimmy Barnes. But B, I know he's Scottish. And we actually do this Braveheart scenario in our superhero games where we talk about fighting the parents. And we make this big speech at the end. And we say, because the parents are stolen the birthday cake, we say, you may take our lives, but you'll never take our birthday cake. And beat them up with balloon swords and tie them up in the streamers and so on. So that was a lot of fun. Um, we do a lot of events for like the Packers and the Murdochs, uh, which is really interesting. Okay. Um, and I've got to say like... In, Sarah, I said
0: Rupert and Lachlan.
1: And Lachlan, yeah. And, and actually, yeah. we didn't know. Uh, so talking about like, um, you know, other people booking the events, we didn't know who it was the first time. Uh, and then, you know, the guys uh, who did the event called me up afterwards and said, oh, well, you won't believe whose party we just did and so on. And they were doing ninja parties or ninja sword fights again with, with Lachlan Murdoch and so on. But, but you know, a lot of these people are parents. They're parents and they just want a good time for their kids. So, it's really interesting, like, if you approach them on that level. so And, and most people are really nice and they'll yeah. have a photograph with you and so on. I mean,
0: they probably want to you have know. a photo with you because you're Batman. Like, that's... Hey, this is true. This is uh,
1: (laughs) this is true. So you know, and if you do it right, then um, yeah, they're like, "Oh, can I have a photograph with you, Batman?" So that's a good way of thinking Mm. about it. But um, you know, like first and foremost, you've got to kind of keep your head on and say, "All right, well, uh, once the hour is finished, like then I'll go. Ah, this is amazing." But um, I'm sure there's some others in there as well. But um, um, pretty pretty much everyone in Sydney. well, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the other thing, you know, to a point, um, you know, you find yourself in certain houses and you're like, hang on, why do I recognize this house? Why do I recognize these people? Um, you know, why do i looking at a picture on the wall and going, you know, that's a famous picture or that's a whatever? Or why do these people have 14 Ferraris or whatever it is? Um, or, you know, didn't I see this guy on the news being led away in handcuffs or <laughs> whatever it is? Like... You know, the the up and the down. Yeah. They've all got kids.
0: That's right. And they um, all need parties. And uh, this is true. That's it. And we're there to deliver That's them. That's it. Superheroes Inc. Thanks so much, Andre. It's uh, It's been great to get this out of you. I've seen you on like TV programs and news articles. So, I think this is maybe the definitive interview, hopefully.
1: Well, it's completely my pleasure, Jono. Thank you very much for speaking with me.
0: Thank you for listening. That was Andre Peck, and you can check out his really cool work over at superheroes.com.au. As always, your iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated on this show. You can check out more, including merch and previous episodes at 8bit.net slash P-I-W, that's A-T-E-B-I-T. And while you're there, check out the rest of the awesome content from the 8-Bit Podcast Collective. I'm on Twitter at Jono himself, and until next week, keep putting in work.